But yeah, how many times a day do you scroll through your fo- Facebook uh, for at least 10 solid minutes? If you are being honest, probably not zero, probably several, and that's fine. Uh, no judgment, of course. Uh, everything's fine in our society. But American financing would probably be a better call for you to make. Uh, let's say you're paying uh, 4% or more on your mortgage. You can go to American financing and beat that, probably. I know I did. I have a mortgage uh, in the twos, 2%. Two Why? Uh, because American financing knows how to get you the best deal possible. Plain and simple, if you're a homeowner, just uh, just the best thing you can do right now is to make sure that your uh, interest rate is in the right place before they start rising. You've seen the printing of money that's been going on. There's real danger here. Go to American Financing. Americanfinancing.net is the place to go. 800-906-2440. Program. He's uh, got a bad back today. Uh, hopefully be returning tomorrow. Meantime, uh, looks like Chris Harrison won't be coming back to The Bachelor, at least not this year. Uh, the Bachelorette, I think, is, is... Are they coming up on another season? And he's not going to be part of it. Get into that a little bit. Tell you about that. Coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Unlike you, who is probably, if you're like me at all, I mean, you're probably the healthiest person. You know everything about uh, nutrition. Uh, you, you are basically running at 100% full optimization as a human being. Uh, you know the difference between a healthy and unhealthy food, but your dog doesn't. His body, though, does. Your dog needs healthy food. When you're feeding him dry kibble food, for instance, his body is telling him that everything he's eating is just dead because kibble food is to be sterilized for a long shelf life. The, the dog's body knows that it's missing out on key things that it needs, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, all the same stuff you need uh, to be healthier and happier as a human being, and you need as a dog too. And in a lot of cases, this is how it was uh, with, uh, I have uh, my dog, I have two dogs, Piper and Miles, and Miles is like 115 years old. Uh, he was born in the 1800s, uh, so I guess he's even older than that now. Uh, you really need to uh, give your dog... Uh, the best uh, that your dog deserves. A guy named uh, Dr. Dennis Black decided to take this problem on. He created a product called Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on top of the dog food, uh, and your dog will freaking love it. Uh, Miles loved it from moment one, and uh, and now he moves around like I mean, he's only like 85 years old. It's incredible, the progress that gets made. Uh, you can get a free bag of Rough Greens right now for your dog to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash back roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call today, roughgreens.com slash back. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, this Chris Harrison situation, um, 
is amazing to me. It's a, I, I don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and he's the host of it and has been since the late 30s, I think. Yeah. If you're, are you like me, you, you won't watch because you're uncomfortable with the gendering uh, of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Um, uh, you don't like the fact that they are like, these gender roles are traditional, and I don't like that. I don't like that they name That's exactly why okay. I don't watch. I will not watch a show I, that does yeah, that. I won't. Um, just the fact that they're named Bachelor or Bachelorette. That makes me uncomfortable. Is offensive to mm-hmm. me. It's offensive. Why can't a Bachelor be a Bachelorette? Uh, thank you. Thank That's you. what I've said mm-hmm. all along. All along. Since the 30s. And yes. You've had that. You had mm-hmm. a, I don't like the Bachelor because they call them the Bachelor and I don't like the Bachelorette because they call them the Bachelorette mm-hmm. bumper sticker on your Model T. So, yeah, uh, back in the nineties, early, early 1900s. 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventy years before the Bachelor <laughs> even began. <laughs> you were on this one. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Chris Harrison uh, is uh, so apologetic over his role in uh, this unbelievable scandal that took place. Now, w- I guess it was a Bachelorette, right? That went to a. This is somebody who is on the show, mm-hmm, a contestant, one of the contestants. For the affection of a bachelor? Is that what it was? I believe or so. Or was she the bachelorette? Anyway, she went to an antebellum party. In 2018. Uh, which is, you dress up like a southern belle. Right. And now, I did not know these things were a thing. I didn't, I didn't know in it. 2018. I didn't know in 2021. But apparently, mm-hmm. they were a, a trendy thing to do a few years ago. And, and now it's the worst thing favor. you can possibly yeah. do. Right. So, it, yeah. now, like, basically, like, burning a cross on your front lawn. Like, it's exactly. basically an equivalent. Th- now, I didn't if know. You dress up in a Southern Belle outfit. Mm-hmm. You have essentially endorsed um, you, uh, the Klan. You're, you're the a Klansman. Klan. Yes. It, it, that is what is happening. Yes. And, you know, to the point of now we are at the idea that one of the biggest country bands in the world, Lady Antebellum, is now like, Lady A. <laughs> He couldn't even come up with another good word. It's like, what if we just abbreviate the old word? (laughs) Nobody will know what we're talking about. We're Lady A. And then they found out they had actually taken that name from another artist who then sued them. Uh, But the whole point is, it's completely ridiculous. This is a totally new standard. It was not in effect at the time she was at this party. No one was saying, you know, like it was not a... It was not right. a controversial thing at the time. And he defended, He so he kind of defended her. He said, come on, it's he, like the woke police. He did, uh, yeah. That, Although, going after her on this. He didn't really defend her. What he said basically was, look, she deserves a little grace. Mm-hmm. We haven't even heard from her yet on this. And uh, I would like to at least hear what she has to say. I don't know what she has to say. I don't know the story of this. But I think we're looking at this with 2021 eyeballs instead of 2018 uh, eyeballs. And, you know, that could be different. And that was the worst thing you could possibly say, Yeah, I guess, at the time. And give a little grace is not exactly uh, an unknown standard. There's been some books written about it long ago (laughs) that mentioned maybe having grace for others is a good thing to do. Yeah, it's a long book, too. I'm surprised. It was a bestseller, though. It was a best-selling uh, book, and you should go back and really? maybe read some of it. Yeah, it was, it's, it's it's fantastic. Hmm. Uh, lots of really interesting stories. There's floods. There's it's all it's crazy. <laughs> um, but this, I, and I have to say, because this the the Doctor Seuss thing went on you know, last week and the week before, right? Where mm-hmm. the Doctor Seuss books go go away. Even Glenn, we, we said this on the air. Glenn went, you know, said something about the Doctor Seuss thing and how it's like we're going down this road of fascism, you know. And people like John Oliver piled on him and said how dumb he was, as they always tend to do. 
And as we noted on the air, by the way, um, Dr. Seuss is not the best example of cancel culture. Their family, right, were the ones that stopped printing these books. What we were commenting on is how now everyone follows suit and is now pulling the, the old books off of sites like eBay and Amazon. And we thought that that was problematic, among mm-hmm. other things. But like, it's not the best example of cancel culture. There wasn't a widespread outrage about about Dr. Seuss and these drawings. It wasn't like a movement. There wasn't a Twitter campaign. And they did it on their own. And they should not be forced to print books. Like, I, There's no... No conservative would say, yes, we should force them to print the books they don't want to force as a company. It would be a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. However, the Chris Harrison thing might be the single best example of cancel culture that I can think of. This is a guy mm-hmm. who didn't do the thing in question. He was not even defending the person who was in trouble for doing the thing that was not a problem when it was done. Only retroactively is it a problem. And in addition to that, all he said was, we should hear what she has to say about this. And uh, also, uh, we should, you know, offer her a little grace on a mistake she may have made, may have made, by the way, as a college student in a sorority. Right. Here's the quote. A little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion. Then he said, (laughs) come on. How is that a problem? Then he said, it's unbelievably alarming that people were just tearing this girl's life apart. Is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? Because there's a big difference. Well, I guess you can't say that. But even she kind of went at him after that. I know. And this is why I can't stand her. Uh, This is terrible. And also, by the way, I should point out, I ended this not being able to stand him either. Because they yeah, both came stupid. up with these ridiculous, over-the-top apologies right. for this nonsense. And she was even worse because she, yeah. this is a guy she who ruined him. his career Who's, to defend yeah, her. Exactly. And she's come out and jumps on the, 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 the cancel culture bandwagon. Saying, it's not a good look ever because she's celebrating the Old South, she responded. About herself. About herself. If I went to that party, what would I represent at that party? Well... I don't. I don't know. Then why'd you go to the party? Yes. I mean, are you are you okay. really? If you knew it was a racist thing to do, then really and racist. That's what you're telling me now. Then what? Why did you go? And and she gets the pass here. Somehow she's yes. the good one. Yes. She did the thing. And he loses his job. And he loses his job. Now his apology was so irritating. I wound up turning on all of them after reading it. He write, He goes to my bachelor nation family. I will always own a mistake when I make one. So I am here to extend a sincere apology. I have this incredible platform to speak about love. And yesterday, I took a stance on topics which I should have been better informed. While I do not speak for Rachel Kirkconnell, my intentions were simply to ask for grace and offering her an opportunity to speak on her own behalf. What I now realize is (laughs) I have done harm and caused harm Mm -hmm. by wrongly speaking in a manner that perpetrates perpetrates racism the hell are you talking about when you're asking for grace you're not perpetrating racism no you're not i'm sorry no and for that i am so deeply sorry i also apologize to my friend rachel Lindsay. i guess was interviewing him for not listening to her better on a topic she has first hand first hand understanding of really was she a victim of an antebellum party as well is that is that what happened uh and uh Mm. and humbly thank the members of bachelor nation who have reached out to me to hold me accountable i promise to do better now look the guy's trying to defend his multi-million dollar job 
That's it. There's no way a human mm-hmm. being actually feels this way about the situation. None of them. None of the people accusing them of this care and think it's done harm to anyone. No one asking for grace for a, a sorority girl at a party who's on the bachelorette from three years from ago. three years ago is not of an action that harms someone. That right. is not what it does. No one, zero people on earth were harmed by his statement. None of them were. Right. They could act like they're harmed, N- nor but was none anybody of them were harmed. harmed because she dressed up as a Southern Belle. No, in fact, no one it even knew about it. it. No one even knew stop about it. Stop it. People like people are like, well, we've exposed them, and now that's and, and and then she has to apologize for the harm. Well, if no one knew the party existed, who's causing the harm? <laughs> right. The people exposing her are calling the causing the harm. But of course, the truth is, no harm happened. It's a total lie in every way so we mm-hmm. can all get rage clicks, I guess. We're supposed to post this stuff and ruin both of these people's lives for no freaking reason. I mean, it may be the single best example. I think it is. He's talking about biblical principles of forgiveness yeah. and grace yeah, and applying them to an idiotic, moronic bachelor contestant who probably has the IQ of a pear. <laughs> the fruit. And there just is no redemption anymore. There's just no, there's absolutely zero forgiveness and no redemption. You can't even consider it anymore. I, and these guys really, neither one of them did anything wrong, as far as I can tell. <laughs> one dressed up in his Southern Belle outfit from eight, the 1800s. The other but said, like, yeah, maybe that's not a big deal. Again, when I dress up as a vampire, I am mm. not advocating the sucking of blood from necks of victims. That is not what you do when you dress up right. in a costume. No one who dresses up as Freddy Krueger is advocating entering people's dreams to carve them up with razor fingers. That's not what you're doing. You are not advocating the belief mm-hmm. of the costume that you are wearing. This is complete insanity. And we just it just rolls on. Yeah. And we get these yeah. things like because they can find Dr. Seuss, which is still disturbing but not perfect example of cancel culture they're all do speeches about that one they'll all say oh cancel culture doesn't even exist look at this dr seuss the family canceled the books well what about this one this guy's not as far as i know not a conservative you you're free to not hate him mm-hmm. he's just being destroyed for no reason no reason just just this weird cancel culture bloodlust for no reason at all. There's no reason to believe he has any of these any racist feelings. There's no reason to believe he's even for low taxes. You are free to like him. <laughs> and yet here it is. We've got to destroy the guy anyway. It's incredible. Incredible. Until this year. I I mean, well, maybe last year. I'd never seen anything like it. And now we see it all the time. All the time. We see it every every stinking week. Yeah, yeah. I did this thing last year on uh, Stu Does America, my show on Blaze TV. Which uh, was called the Cancel Culture Olympics, and I was like, "Oh, we should do one of these like once a year, maybe, or maybe even twice a year." I could do it yeah, every well, single day. Yeah, for sure. For with with all these new people, it, it happens every day. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patents due for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. So, what are you spending on your cell phone bill every month? Is it more than you'd like it to be? More importantly, uh, do you know where that cell phone is sending your cash? What are they doing with the money you give them every month? These aren't the most fun questions to ask yourself, but you should ask them. Why are you paying, you know, someone like Verizon who's sending some of your hard-earned money to fund things like Planned Parenthood? 
when you could be getting the exact same service on the exact same towers through a company that is going to charge you a lot less and doesn't donate money to like leftist causes, Planned Parenthood, uh, Open Border Society, all of these things you don't want. That company is, of course, Patriot Mobile. Uh, Patriot Mobile does it the right way. They don't donate to those causes. Uh, switching is easy. They have customizable plans. They've actually uh, done a lot to donate to conservative causes as well. The choice is clear. This month, you can get a free Premier activation where they set up the phone for you, get you a special gift with the offer code BECK. The same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Go to patriotmobile.com slash BECK, patriotmobile.com slash BECK, or call them 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds. Station ID. Uh, This is a fascinating story. An illegal alien who's charged with murdering four Americans is uh, looking to evade the death penalty by classifying himself as intellectually disabled. That should be fascinating to watch. Uh, Wilbur Ernesto Martinez Guzman, 20-year-old illegal alien from El Salvador, was charged with murdering 56-year-old Connie Coons, 74-year-old Sophia Rankin, 81-year-old Gerald David and his 80-year-old wife Sharon in January 2019 when prosecutors said he was attempting to steal money from his victims to buy more meth. That's a fun guy. Uh, Now his attorneys seek to classify him intellectually disabled so he can evade the death penalty. Attorneys have appealed their case to Nevada Supreme Court claiming that they need more time to gather evidence that their client is in fact intellectually disabled. Nevada's Supreme Court wants to hear more directly from the lawyers on both sides uh, on how much more time public defenders should have to try to prove he's intellectually disabled and can't be executed if convicted of these killings. Deputy Defender John Reese Petty said in their most recent Supreme Court filings, the motion hasn't been filed yet because they've been unable to gather necessary evidence in Guzman's native El Salvador due largely to COVID-19 travel restrictions. But I guess there's a lot of evidence in El Salvador that the guy's intellectually disabled. Uh, A clinical psychologist concluded in an evaluation that's been sealed in district court that uh, Martinez Guzman's general intellectual and cognitive test scores fell well below the levels needed to satisfy key elements of Nevada's execution exemption. Hmm. Um, Previously, a Nevada judge said his attorneys had until April 20th to prove he's intellectually disabled. They claim they need more time to travel to El Salvador and gather evidence to prove their case. I wonder how you prove that someone is intellectually disabled. Uh, We have some prominent people in this country that I think might be intellectually disabled. And um, that doesn't seem to bother anybody. So, hmm. yeah, I, I, the thing that's, <clears throat> I, that screams to me in this story is to just open up the borders immediately. Uh, I think if you just open up the borders, let everyone who wants to come in and come in, maybe build slides to make it easier. You know, if, you, <laughs> if you were to make like a giant escalator to uh-huh. a big fun slide so that people could slide right across from the Mexican side of the border into the American side of the border, and then maybe give them immediate voting rights as they get off the slide. I think that would work out really well. And that's what I'm pushing for. 
as they slide from Mexico mm-hmm. into the United States, as soon as they cross the border, there's like a uh, scanning machine that just scans them into the voting system. Yes. So that they're immediately voters. And I think like, I like I'm not saying that they, good. if they want to, they can change their vote. But I think we should just give them a default Democratic vote. You know, if just they mm-hmm. should start there because those are the people fighting for freedom. Those are the people fighting for these wonderful policies. So give them an automatic Democratic vote. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if they want to come in, they can opt out of that vote for potentially a Republican or maybe an independent. And the slide should also slide them all the way to San Francisco. Uh, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, right past Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the um, adjoining states. Mm-hmm. All the way to San Francisco. I think that's... Well, and just leaves them there. It's funny that these cities don't seem to want that. No, it is they funny, They want the borders it? open, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily want the people crossing them to arrive in their city. <laughs> no, they do not. It's strange. And they say, you know what they say, Pat? They say, well, we couldn't afford it. Well, wait a minute. Hmm. I thought they were adding so much to our economy. Right. I thought they helped our economy. Yeah. What do you mean yeah, you can't afford it? Yeah, they're a boon to our economy. Huh. I don't understand why you wouldn't be able to afford it. <laughs> Very strange. It is a very strange thing. It's almost as if there's uh, some intellectual uh, limitations there. Almost. Mm -hmm. Almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of intellectual limitations, uh, Meghan Markle is uh, considering (laughs) apparently running for president, um, which I don't think would go really well. uh, But this this feels like... (laughs) As you were saying earlier today, <laughs> it feels like this is going to happen. It, uh, it, it does just feel feels like, like in this weird soap opera we're living through, <laughs> it does feel like she's going to just become president. I don't know how. <laughs> it does. Like, it just would be. It does. I know. I ca- and I kept thinking like, you know, maybe Meghan Markle is like our last step in the Revolutionary War where we destroy the British crown. Oh, right. Uh, you know, many years later. But it could be the opposite. Yes. It could be that they're retaking over <laughs> if we had a prince as the first man the first dude in office right it could be that the the this could be an extension of the revolutionary that's we our link coming. back to britain yeah <laughs> and all of a sudden these really pro-british <laughs> policies keep getting passed i don't that's know exactly what would I'm, happen. I'm watching you megan i'm watching it's <laughs> exactly what would happen <laughs> And she'd be elected. Mm. Uh, We'll keep an eye on that. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, it's time to take a minute to think about your memories. You know, all those home movies you have from way back when that you can't watch anymore. The pictures that were taken before we entered the digital age. They're not going to last forever. Uh, And if you want to do something about that, you need Legacy Box. Uh, It is a super simple mail-in service that will digitally preserve all of those memories on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. Uh, You have a ton of that stuff around. I know I do. And Legacy Box is an affordable way to do this. They do it really well. They do it easily. You just pack up everything in a box and send it to Legacy Box. Their team digitizes everything by hand and then sends it back to you. So you have the original still, plus you have the digital copies. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. They have all the formats you can think of. Uh, you know, no matter what you know old camcorder you have, they can get all those movies off for you. They've helped over a million families so far. It's a great service. You're going to love it. Get started by preserving your past today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Get an incredible 50% off your first order. Buy today and take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send it in when you're ready. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Save 50% while supplies last. 
Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You can also listen to my show, uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, immediately preceding this show live or anytime on podcast. Uh, get it wherever you get your podcasts. It's a fabulous show. Fabulous show. You're only saying that because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> also, listen for Stu's show uh, oh, yes. pretty much anytime. You can see that live. Uh, yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, Stu Does America. You can also subscribe to that podcast wherever you get your podcast. We'd, of course, appreciate that so we can scream about cancel culture and uh, incredible nonsense even more frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arlington police, Arlington, uh, Washington police were called to a bus stop near a middle school after a report of a young black man brandishing a handgun. That man, Timon uh, Leverett, later said he was stopped and frisked by police for no reason other than being black. I hate when that happens. Uh, but... Arlington, Washington police say their investigation showed it was actually Leverett who called and reported himself to the police. (laughs) (laughs) He was apparently, he'd done this multiple times. He was trying to elicit uh, a beating at the hands of police uh, so that he could apparently record it and create a sort of uh, George Floyd situation. Is that bizarre? That is very bizarre, though it is consistent with our society as a whole where victimization is prioritized over all other things yes if you can prove that you're a victim you win the day right that's how people survive in this in this world i mean i mean look we just talked about megan markle who came out and like look i don't know what happened behind the scenes there would i be shocked if a royal family did bad things no but her life hasn't exactly been the story of oppression you know, I watched no, no, her for what sevenths of the nine seasons on Suits, <laughs> where she made a lot of money on a high-profile show for USA, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she was great. And then she went from that; she had to leave her high-profile TV job because she had to be named a princess. I mean, I literally. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly how those terms work, but she, you know, here she is. You know, she's the right. princess, right? Well, but she had to leave Buckingham Palace or wherever they lived in England. I don't really pay attention to, um, you know, they're I, they've got a million different places they could live there. But then they they came to the United States uh, and they had to slum it in a fourteen and a half million dollar mansion in Los Angeles. So. And they're, then they're these, only in a fourteen point five million dollar mansion right now. These and these two people who have unlimited earning capacity for the rest of their lives and are mm-hmm. in a fourteen million dollar mansion then got interviewed by a, a billionaire on TV to talk about how oppressed they all were. Yeah, it's like I, you know, how badly treated they were by the royal family. And as dumb as all of that is, right? What's really <laughs> I think at the center of it is the same thing that causes this guy to call the cops on himself to hope he gets beat for a viral video, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it is, it's this idea that instead of achieving things, your best outcome in life is to be a victim that everyone agrees is a victim. So you can be praised and everyone will feel bad for you. Uh, that's not healthy. 
Like you can't think of like a, a society like that's not how America was built. Right? America was built on victimhood. No, yeah, it doesn't it's seem exact like it. Opposite. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we yeah. complained about the British quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but what we did about it was create the best civilization in the history of humanity. Right. And we constantly pushed through incredible strife to get there as a country. And now it's like, oh gosh, like the ultimate achievement is to get like the bachelor host fired because you were somehow oppressed by a party some sorority girl went to three years ago. Like that is now like... That you didn't even know about. That you didn't know about until it was reported. Yeah. <laughs> and that's some big cultural achievement. Well, obviously it's it's not. And I don't, you know, it's hard to know if whether like any of this is real. Like I... It does feel like it's changing the fabric of our society where people are just so focused constantly on victimhood that they are unable to achieve things for themselves of any merit. We've vilified merit Mm -hmm. in many ways. And uh, I'm not surprised to see people doing this. You know, we see this all the time, Pat, with people who are like, you know, I waited on a table and then I went to get the receipt and it said, I don't approve of your lifestyle. You know, like these things were like, I don't like lesbians and you appear to be a lesbian <laughs> and I'm writing it on my credit card receipt with my name on it. And you like, know what? Really? People as a rule just don't do they that. They don't do that. And, and all of them are fake. every case, <laughs> yeah. they're fake. They're hoaxes. Every time. Almost every time. And the media falls for it every time. And I say false for it, but it's not true. What they do is they promote it without care of whether it's true. And they say, right. well, well, this is what she reported. We're just reporting what she said. And then when the thing falls apart a week later and they issue a correction, it gets retweeted like four times and they got all their web traffic and they got all the retweets and they got all the attention for the story. But I mean, all of those stories, Mm -hmm. Pat, come back and it's just nothing. It's a giant nothing because people, even if they feel that way, don't act that way. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) even if they really don't like gay people, they don't (laughs) write it on their credit card receipt. (laughs) You know, it's a it's an odd thing to do yeah. to torment people who have your credit card number, isn't it? It's a really bad practice. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it I seems don't know. Silly. It just seems like most people are like, okay, I just want my pancakes. You know, <laughs> that's how people react to the world. No one goes around writing nasty messages on receipts, or like it's always the thing where they like, you know. Uh, it's the receipt or it's a complaint to a manager. It's like, really? Somebody complained to your manager because they're like, I feel that she's a lesbian. And therefore, <laughs> you should be aware that my appetizers did not taste as delicious as they should have. <laughs> so it ain't. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm offended that I was served by someone who seems to me to be <laughs> a member of the LGBTQQIA2 plus society. And uh, I'm really upset by it. You're real. I won't uh, be coming back here again. No, I will not. (laughs) And that's because I am a conservative (laughs) and I will not accept different people. (laughs) The other day I was I was waited on by an African-American. What is going on with our society? (laughs) People don't do things like that as a a rule. Now, of course, is it possible? Of course. Of course, anything is possible but you have to highly unlikely you have to take these things with just a grain of skepticism and say look this is just not how normal people act this is why i was going i was going off on this uh thing that we're getting from every corner of the media and every corner of society right now this uh, there's apparently had a huge push 
of Asian Americans being brutalized by people, violence all over the place, because Donald Trump was calling it the China virus. Yeah. And that means that, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's all sorts of violence in every big corporation. McDonald's just did one. Nike did one. Ben and Jerry's, you know, name the company. They have come out with HBO, Netflix, uh, Disney, Nickelodeon made a statement. They said, yeah, I just want you to guys to know we are not racist against Asian Americans. That is what, again, <laughs> sure, sure, we made Mulan. <laughs> uh, but don't don't note that one. And yes, we made it like down the street from a concentration camp. But don't notice that we swear we're really upset about this Asian American violence. And it just forget everything else. Just the sniff test here. OK, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're telling me that there is a, a large amount of people who were sitting back totally fine, just like, and, and all of a sudden Donald Trump was like, you know what? It's called the, the Wuhan virus or the China virus. Something that had been repeated by every major media source for months, calling including it the China CNN. virus. Including over CNN. Over and over and over and over again. They all did that for months. Yep. But then when Donald Trump said it, it activated this group of people across the country, these mm-hmm. white supremacists, who said, you know what? Because the Chinese communist government covered up the origins and the beginnings of of the coronavirus i am now going to take that information and look for a person who looks asian could be from another country right. but looks asian mm-hmm. uh looks chinese to me the racist and i'm going to go find that person and beat them up even though there's a much better <laughs> chance the reason they're here is because they were fleeing the chinese co- communist government than them actually agreeing with the chinese government communist government and i'm going to go beat them for that <laughs> the, the the mental gymnastics necessary to make that rational thought to someone is so inexplicable i have never in my life met a person who could have that thought process go from beginning to fruition like, no. oh, hey, another the virus came from another country. There may have been some issues with the government there that did that uh, that covered it up at the beginning. Therefore, I'm going to beat up an American citizen who happens to be walking down the street and looks sort of like their residents. Like, it's so idiotic and ridiculous of a concept. So I looked into the details on it and all of this information comes from this group, largely uh, all of it from Stop AAPI Hate. Uh, now, you do know, of course, what AAPI is. Well, obviously, obviously. I mean, uh, doesn't everybody? Yeah, but if you wanted to eliminate. Asian American practicing <laughs> incorporation. That's right. Asian American <laughs> Asian American Pacific Islanders. Pacific Islanders. Yes, they, group, okay. they get grouped together for some reason. They can't have their own organizations to stop their hate. They had to they join have, together with had, the Pacific Islanders? Yes, yeah, the Pacific Islanders. Were, they signed huh. an agreement. All right. Uh, well, it was, a, it was an alliance. Um, so. They are. Uh, they came up with this self-reporting website, a a, a, a a San Francisco college professor started this, and it's like you can just write in, be like, "Hi, I was walking down the street, and someone called me a racist slur because I'm Asian, and uh, I, 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 I assume no it's about you know COVID or whatever, and you report it, and then they just say Jeez. we got another report. Like that is the the essence of it. And when you look at the stats wow. nationwide. First of all, almost all these attacks are happening in big cities. You know, New York had 28 attacks against Asian Americans in 2020. This is a city that Donald Trump lost by 50 points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakland is another area where there's been some attacks. Donald Trump lost 82 to 16 in Oakland. 
So this is not hmm. exactly the 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 MAGA hotspot you might think it would be yeah. uh, for incredible racist violence. And of course, this plays out with the data. Um, the Oakland police said none of the attacks, none of them have any evidence they had anything to do with racism. None of them. They have wow. Zero evidence of this. There was one, I think it was New York. Wow. They're like, it's a ninefold increase in Asian American violence. All right. I mean, that's really bad, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, look, any attack on it is obviously bad. But it went from three to 28 in a year. Now, 28 attacks, mm-hmm. granted, 28 too many. I'm 100% on board for that. But in a were city of racist? 10 million people, I don't think Did so. Did we know? No, and what we're finding out is uh, uh, many times, as you might expect, the makeup of the city happens to be highly African-American. So many of these attacks happen to be African-Americans. Now, they could still be mm-hmm. racist attacks by mm-hmm. African-Americans. At least, I think African-Americans can be racist. We've been told for a very long time they're not able to do such things. Right. Uh, but it could be that as well. Bottom line here, though, is that, you know, this has been... This narrative has been adopted as fact. Sure has. And when we find out from the FBI in 18 months that the actual total was up like 6% for the year or down 4% for the year, no one's going to notice. No one's going to talk about it. And it's going Mm -hmm. going to be pushed back. It just doesn't make any sense that this would be happening at super high levels. Any increase is bad, right? But for the first two months of 2021, there were zero attacks zero now if this was an escalating problem why would we go two months in new york city with zero attacks it's what it makes no sense and nobody because everyone's terrified and they don't want to be chris harrisoned yeah to death right no one will say anything about it like if it is really happening it is a big problem but like can we acknowledge that like a left-wing professor's website that is self-reporting should not be driving a national movement. Yeah, because it may not be super accurate. Maybe not. Huh. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. All right. And let me tell you about LifeLock. LifeLock is, uh, I mean, look, they're the people that can keep you safe. The IRS just issued an urgent warning about a new scam to steal the electronic filing identification numbers from tax professionals over email. Once they've done that, they can use your information to file fraudulent tax returns. Now, obviously, tax professionals should be aware of this latest phishing scam, uh, but you need to be prepared as well because your person might not catch it before it's too late. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. You know, because you might think, well, tax return, I don't care. They can file their, my tax return all they want. I don't, I don't want to do it. Let them do it for me. No, because they'll get a big refund and then it'll be on you uh, to deal with the IRS to, to get the situation right. Uh, LifeLock is really important because it protects you against this stuff, helps you monitor a ton more than you can keep track of on your own. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com, use the promo code BECK, and get 25% off. Uh, Stu is trying to make some connection between uh, outrageous COVID numbers in Mexico, Central, and South America, tying that into whether or not we should uh, protect our borders. <laughs> well, there's one city on Earth. What a xenophobe. Uh, that has the highest number of deaths above normal. 
mm-hmm. than any other. And that city. Uh, Los Angeles. No. Well, it's not. No. Uh, Austin, Texas. No. Yeah. Not. No. No. Any other guesses? Houston, Texas. No. Not Houston, Texas. No. Dallas, Texas. No. You keep saying all these <laughs> southern cities, which would be weird considering the yeah. numbers are all better in the south than they are. Huh. And it's not even New York City, which you might think with Andrew Cuomo in charge. You might think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it is uh, Mexico City. Over 6,000 deaths per million, which is way like our country is something like, I think, 1,600 per million. So we're talking four, four times as many as uh, our wow our country yeah. in Mexico City. And of course, these people from the from Mexico are coming across the border and, and other regions that are passing through Mexico. Mm-hmm. These are really hard hit spots that did very little to stop COVID, very little to test for it. And now we're like, ah, oh, let's just let you, them in. So you have a problem with these people looking for a better life here in the United States of America? So <laughs> well, you, if they're sneezing on saying? us at the time, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of do. Yeah, in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, we all kind of should, I think, be a little leery of it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.